man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is Sports Unchained. This is Sportico! Hey guys, Sporticus is all over social media. You can find us on Rockfin. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Anchor, Twitter, and Patreon. All under Sporticus or Sporticus Live. Come holla at us. If you got 20,000 people in there and in mm-hmm. a stadium that holds 80, then the sound disbursement is still going to be awkward. Like, it's going to be a good crowd, but I don't know how this going to sound people spread out. Yeah. Yeah, and then even like the logistical stuff, you can talk about having people spread out, but at some point in one of those arenas, you got to pass somebody to get to the aisle. You got to go to the bathroom. Exactly. So what do you do with that even? Like, I mean, it it's, should be pretty easy to set up. You know, it should be like you pretty much just do the ends of the aisles and you do groups of like four or something like that. You could just sell the end sections and there are no middle sections. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, sure. I, I guess if you go to the bathroom, you got stalls and stuff like that. But like, what if it's just straight up urinals, man? Right. Like partition, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or what if it's like a lot of older football stadiums where it's the trough? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or shitty bars in Northern California. Sorry if you don't. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't get your take on whether or not you curse a lot, or don't curse, or fine with cursing or not fine. But we recording. I'm, I'm fine with it. it. For me, it's just always defer. I, like I, I try not to, uh, as a general rule. But in terms of like host, in terms of like whatever you want to do, it's your show. So I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Movies, that's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, there's really crappy bars up here in Northern California. And there are little holes in the wall sometimes. And uh, they have a trough and sinks that you pee into. And I do mean a sink. Is at, is at uh, waste level. So, like, yeah, what do you do with that? Now, when I, I say a sink, there's also, like, little handles and knobs. So, like, I wash my hands in that shit? What? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a very big problem right there. Like, that sounds funny, but that's a real thing. And that's the type of things that they're going to run into. What if, so- and, and, you know, there's, 
let's just be real. It's nothing but snitches out there, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody's snitching on everybody to try to get some sort of clout. Like, oh, they were having a party over here. Like, man, you, you go. How do you know that? Go stay in the house. You know, you know, like, how do you know they were having a party? Like, were you at the party? If you have pictures of a party and you attended the party, you should get your ass arrested with them if you want to get them arrested. Like, you should right. also know. <laughs> you know, but so with these new, not even new guidelines, really, pretty much uh, what we thought would happen. Where's your head at with who should do what, where, when, and why? And how? Well, for me, I, I, I see it. And when they had those announcements about it yesterday or last couple of days and people were discussing it, you know, I was going to put it up, but I was like, I don't have the energy or care enough to like argue with folks online about it. So talking with you is fun because I get to like just talk to somebody I respect about it. Uh, at this point, I'm with Tanahashi when he met with the other Japanese pro wrestlers with the diet in Japan and said, pro wrestling should be one of the last things that come back as an indicator that society's returned to normal. By doing it in reverse here in the United States, you're setting up an opportunity for a lot of stuff to go wrong and for folks who typically don't take responsibility for those sorts of things to be the people in charge of it. Yeah. You know, I, I see it as this. Pro wrestling's the bastard of all of pro sports. And we know that. And it's been thoroughly acknowledged for, you know, decades, ever since it was a thing. And mm-hmm. it's clearly on the table now, squarely on the table. And I'm honest, I'm going to say, this is, it's honest to God, only, this is the only way it's going to be taking, uh, taken legitimately and seriously among anyone. Yes, they're being used as guinea pigs, they're being taken advantage of, but if you're pro wrestling as a whole, AEW, WWE, anybody, you want this opportunity. Because everyone else has just shut it down. Now, whether you know people agree with it or not, that like you say, that's a that's just too much to get into, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm quite, quite honestly, I'm sick of both sides talking about it. You know, it is what it is. So let's deal with what's going on right now and just speak to what's going to happen. You know, that's all we can do. Not oh, they should have just shut it down because then you run the risk. If wrestling had shut it down. Wrestling wouldn't be in any unique position to do anything. Now, rest, pro wrestling has a seat at the president's table. How long did it take for that to happen? You know, I mean, I understand the scope of all of it, but we also have to say, understand the scope of all of it in its entirety. Even AEW gets kind of a, a, sit, a seat. It's at the kids' table, but think about it. Without these steps, without WWE just saying, hey, we're going to do as much as we can, then there's no conversation or open dialogue about what wrestling can do anyway. And then you and I are kind of out of a job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that, to me, I, I, I never equate, like, again, just like the whole principle of the stay-at-home order nationally versus some of these states, Florida, most uh, prevalent right now, I, I have no problem not having a job if it means you're going to have people healthy and safe, especially the wrestlers who are putting themselves in this position because they don't have protections. Because the other leagues, NBA wouldn't, after Rudy Gobert got sick, there was no way the NBA PA was going to let those players, LeBron was not going to let those players just take one foot out there the same way pro wrestlers are. Uh, and I, I think ultimately it, it is, it's happening this way, but also when you look at the way 
uh, the McMahon family, the Trumps have had their relationship and how that's just one of the ugly sides of politics, which always exists, but maybe for a lot of people it's becoming prevalent because pro wrestling is now at the seat of the table. I, I just think it's a lot of stuff's going on right now where it, it, it does it need to happen? Maybe not. Is it happening? Yeah. What are we going to do about it? I mean, look at the ratings. The ratings are kind of bearing out that even with all this stuff, folks are stopping watching. Now, if they're going to just be honest and admit, I, I don't want to lose my, my nut, my cut, great. Yeah. But don't pretend that you're like this forefront of American industry. You know, we have a guy, you know, Vince McMahon's on the economic, uh, what is it, the recovery team that Trump set up on a day where he let go like 13, 14% of his roster, cried bankruptcy with the XFL and pocketed $500 million. So that's, it's, it's all messed up. It is. Uh, that's not something you can even just sweep under the rug either. You know, um, it, it's kind of crazy how all that happens because at the end of the day, Ricky Gervais, when he gave that, you know, crazy opening monologue at was it the Oscars, we're, we all end up sitting in that boat. Every mm-hmm. single American ends up sitting in that boat. We all kind of fucked up somewhere with what we support and where we are and things like, I mean, you can never really truly wash your hands of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like everything's dirty, mm-hmm. everything. And I, I get that, you know, um, and I, I don't want to, I don't, we're all kind of shitty when it comes to stuff, you know? Um, and, and, and the way, the, the way, you know, like you said, the way the McMahon's kind of got to having that seat is definitely shitty, you know, and it shines a spotlight on, them, you know, and uh, I, I'm definitely with putting them under the microscope like that, you know, um, there comes a problem. The problem is now AEW's actually in that same seat. Not that they did the same things to get there, but like it's crazy because WWE made some decisions. If AEW actually goes along with it, this is these these are the, the rules. They can mm-hmm. have fans there, but the fans see them as anti WWE. So if they do something WWE does, they're gonna get the same. They're gonna get in trouble as well. And if they yeah. don't. They're going to be hypocrites. And if they're hypocrites, Lord help them. Because the inter- the wrestling community, me, me also, I, wanted, I want to sink my teeth into them. Because I do believe uh, that there's a, a fan base out there that's completely full of shit. And I, the moment I see that hypocrisy, yeah, I'll pounce on them. I hope, I hope it's not the case, though. I hope it's not. I hope they stick to what they say they're going to do. Because in the interest of wrestling, this is all great for wrestling, you know, people, the people who got to keep their jobs, which I think like Drake Maverick, which I think accidentally kept his job. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll get to keep it beyond the NXT, the, the, the tournament. And I, I think he actually is going to be Kushida or Swerve in the finals to get the NXT championship. I don't know if he'll have a job after that, but if you look at it in those terms, was he going to get let go anyway, regardless of what was going on? You know, like I know there's dirty politics and stuff going on, but like when we look at the whole picture, uh, AEW can't hire everyone, you know, and WWE can't. They could keep everyone, but there's a double standard there. It's like, okay, so would you rather, I'll just pose the question, would you rather a bunch of these people be released? Not, not about the timing. Not about the time. I, I need to take the timing out for context. But would you rather have these people be released? Because a lot of people say and they clamor for, hey, 
let Zack Ryder go so he can go to AEW or Rusev. That's one of the biggest guys. Rusev, let him go so he can go and do something somewhere else. Would you prefer his release or this massive exodus? I mean, would you prefer the exodus or you prefer WWE to keep these people on uh, and pay them and not do anything with them? Well, the way their contracts are set up, they're getting paid not to do anything anyway. So I would say if it was a full and free release, like it was with the revival or the revolt, whatever they call themselves now, sure. But as it stands now, firing them and then having the 90 day and in an environment where you're in a pandemic, I, I, I get what you're saying about the time, but I think the time is the reason they did it. If this wasn't a pandemic, I think they still would have released them just to make their dividend look good and to make their overhead look good. But on the other side of it is you've released them at an opportunity where uh, similar to the story that just came out uh, with a couple of other environments, not not wrestling, but like uh, in society where folks were let go in the middle of a pandemic and now they don't know how to get Cobra or they're dealing with a loved one that has cancer and their employer is just kind of like, we did right by you. You can go get hired. Uh, I, I think the people that they released, AEW can't, like you said, can't sign all of them. I think it would have been in a in a in a better timeline. You do this right after WrestleMania, like they used to five, 10, 15 years ago. You make the call, but the thing that bit them in the butt was they've spent the last five years hoarding talent, and now it's gotten to the point where they cut from over three hundred people between NXT and the main roster, or NXT Raw and SmackDown, if you if you prefer to look at it that way. To now they're about two hundred, maybe a little less. And even that's still an unwieldy number, but I, I think if they're going to release them, do it full and free. And if you're going to do it this way, you might as well pay. Well, they're not employees, so they're not getting insurance. So really just do what you did. Right. And it, it, it's really it really is just a messy situation. It is because either way we sliced it, like, like I just I posed a question like that because either way they're getting released. You know, uh, I know what's going on now makes it so much worse. They're getting released regardless. And it's fucked up as it is. If if there's a way somebody can come out of this, some somebody can benefit from it, I want them to benefit from it. And if it's going to be the, for the betterment of wrestling, so be it. It's a messy move anyway. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't like it. Like, we, you and I both watch a bunch of sports, you know, uh, and this is sport because we talk about everything. I don't like it when hockey... Uh, my buddy and I were just talking about how the Blackhawks uh, just fired, I think it was the president or something like that. They fired someone in the yeah. front office. And uh, the point was they're uh, experiencing what happens when you have such uh, the, the great years were great and we had a dynasty. Now they're the lean years and we have to pay for having that that dynasty do so well because now we're we're gonna have to we're just gonna have to cut costs we're gonna just have to cut ties and costs with all types of people like we had to get rid of our coach you know uh coach q i can't believe we had to do that but you have to pay for all of that stuff you know eventually you know so uh there's going to be some lean years and this is kind of the you know wwe has experienced a lot of money with that the saudi deals and stuff like that and this is one of those lean times it, come, it came at the worst time you know, and they, they, yeah, they threw people under the bus so their bottom line would look better. Um, it's not like those people didn't get anything. You know, uh, to hoard talent is one thing, and 
yeah, I didn't like it either. Uh, but at the same time, you still got to work for WWE and it looks great on your resume regardless. You still learn. It's kind of like being Jordan Love <laughs> behind uh, <laughs> behind uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like It's kind of like doing that. Like, sure, you're not going to play, but you're going to get to learn from a lot of the best. Like, you're going to get paid to pretty much sit on a bench, but that's that's good in a lot of ways. So, um, but back to this, these guidelines, uh, with the 25, so it's 25 percent of of the of venues that they could use, that they could maximize. Do you think the spacing, like you say, people are going to have to cross each other, uh, regardless? Like they're going to have to go past each other in the aisles and in the hallways and stuff. Do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's actually enough? Is it sustainable? Is it worth it? No, I don't think so. I, I think as a society, the biggest issue is until there's a vaccine, there's going to be some decisions you have to make and some moves you got to do to be careful and watch yourself and the others around you you care about. Going to a wrestling event, I'm going to be honest, Sean, it, there's so many times in 25, 30 years of being a wrestling fan where I've been around people and I didn't trust their hygiene habits before this. Now, <laughs> the folks that are going to be wild enough to be their front row center with phase one, heck, I'd even say I, I'm I'm the type. I'd even go as far as phase three. I'd still be side eyeing those fools and watching quite comfortably from my house because it's like I can't trust you. I mean, you look at the folks I just had on my show, uh, Will Cooling. He's in the United Kingdom. He yeah. went to WXW's uh, 16 karat tournament. Out of the group of guys that went with him, there were like 20 dudes. 16 of them got COVID. Yeah. And it was because but he stayed in his own place and those guys did the pack pack packing, sleeping on couch, same stuff in the middle of this global pandemic. And they just kept being the Pied Piper of virus and crap. And so I could only imagine here there's gonna be some shady dudes and dudettes that are just gonna be like, eh, it's a little sniffle. I'm fine. Let me just go see the wrestling. And I, I that's a game we don't we shouldn't be playing. I, I I I wholeheartedly agree with that, and I think that uh, I I believe here's the thing. So there's a learning curve. There shouldn't mm-hmm. be because it's just fucking hygiene. Just wash your ass, you know. Just wash yep. it. Get a bidet. I had a bidet for years now. I don't know why people don't have them. They're very hygienic. I think you should get one. Rich specifically, if you haven't had one, I think everyone should get one. You too. Why not? Test it out, man. It's only like sixty bucks on on uh, on uh, Amazon. That's a real sales pitch, by the way. <laughs> but no, seriously, seriously, seriously. If that were a thing that, if they had the days all across every um, uh, hotel in America, mm-hmm. in, in the country, that'd be a lot better, right? It'd just be a lot better. I know a, there's a really good job out here uh, where the employers, they have in days in their uh, place of, of work. So, and people love that job. They keep that job. It's one of the best jobs in the city. My point being is, if we can use this as a reason to get people to clean their ass, then we should do it. I know there's an inherent risk, but there's also going to be money spent on programs on telling people to wash their hands. If you have a whole event where people have to practice safety, and there's 20,000 people who are supposed to be doing it, I think that's a pretty big deal too. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from that different point of view because, well, shit, it's gonna happen anyway, right? 
So yeah. somebody's got to be quote unquote devil's advocate. So since it's going to happen anyway, yeah, I want people to say, okay, it's 20,000 of us. Let me wash my ass before I go here. And you're right. I, I forgot that people who go to wrestling shows be nasty. When, when, when I went to Double or Nothing last year, I didn't I didn't really think about that. You know, like I wasn't, it didn't just hit me in the face, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I will speak to when we had to, uh, when it was StarCast and they had the meet and greets and stuff like that. That was a little, a, a little different. I can kind of, yeah. little smells and odors there, I, but it's not nearly as bad as, you know, as touted as it used to be but so from a business point of view uh because uh, i i get it you know like you're not you're not for this as a business at a business point of view where do you stand with any of and all of it well i i think like right now there's been some announcements on twitter and elsewhere that uh the nfl's gonna release their schedule next week their full 17 week schedule and uh the keynote was they're moving ahead as if they're going to have fans and to your point at the beginning of this that goes a long way to wwe and AEW because they are the guinea pigs i think if they're going to do it they need to have every single t crossed and i dotted because whatever they mess up and whatever blows up in their face you can bet your house that the nfl is going to figure it out and get it done in a way that they are covered because if even yeah. one person can sue them, that's one too many. No, you're right. And the NFL really keeps themselves really clean about it. They ain't shit either. Let's be very fair about this. The, the I, I would say WWE has done uh, better by their uh, independent contractors than the NFL has done by their their athletes. I, I would say that straight up. And the reason why I say that is because, one, well, I could just look at it, you know, like, sure. The well, at first, the wellness part uh, policy was kind of shit on by everybody in WWE. And I get why. And I understand why completely. But, like, when I stand back and look at them, the NFL still don't really give a shit about people. Like, you go out, they got a concussion protocol that's just now in place, and then it's still kind of skipped over. You know what I mean? Like, you just still bypass that shit. Even Roman Reigns was, uh, had, was stripped of the title when he popped and with the wellness policy, like, they don't really give a fuck. I mean, yes, they put it back on top right after that, but they still popped it. And I'm, I'm surprised at that. You know, they have outs for part-timers like Brock and stuff like that. We're like, well, you don't work for us, so we didn't test them. And that's actually a really good out. Like, you don't need to test people that don't work for you. But then when they start working for you, then you can start testing them. So whatever you did prior, blah, 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 I get all of that. You know, but yeah, I think the NFL... Uh, releasing their schedule is very, very villainous. It's very villainous. I mean, are they not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Their schedule may not be straight up villainous. They don't get right? Like, they don't. Like, they're just going to throw it in your face. Yet, WWE's going to get a lot of shit right now because they're because of the time, by, by September, people are going to want that thing. You know? But right now, people are just going to stay in the house. When football comes to they're going to change their temper. And one of the reasons they're going to change their temper is because there's already a sport. Are you ready? How much heat is the NFL going to actually get? Or does all the heat 
fall on pro wrestling? Well, I think the Heat, the NFL has more to lose here. Because like you said at the beginning of this, the, the wrestling's role in society being that, you know, ugly stepchild and all that fun stuff. They can do stuff and people still write it off as it's just wrestling. If the NFL in any way contributes to a bigger spread of COVID-19, they're done. Because that is going to be the – it's easier target with the NFL for a senator or a congressman or even the president to jump on them, even if, as we've seen with some of these cases in Florida – or not Florida, I'm sorry, Georgia, where the governor had a plan, presented it to the president, went forward with it. There was public backlash, and the president dropped them and joined the other side of saying, wait, that's way too much. That, that's, you can't do that with the NFL because that's a lot of money to be messing with. With the WWE, worst case, you're just telling them to chill, and it's, quote-unquote, like I said before, only pro wrestling. That's the big difference. I, and I think with this, they can have fun with it. They can uh, be smart about it. They can be creative. But the one thing I hope they are, like I said at the beginning, is that they're safe. Because Vince McMahon does not want to deal with a class-action lawsuit. And Tony Khan, going back to what you said with the NFL, does not need the headache of having 31 other owners saying your little side project is getting us hemmed up. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, and uh, to speak on Tony Khan very briefly, he was, uh, he got into it. Uh, do you know the, the NFL, the name of the player he got into it with one of his star players? Yeah, like, Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. He needs to watch that. He is not bulletproof. And the one thing you got to do when, when you make an enemy, not that Tony Khan was trying to make this guy's enemy, but if, if I were his friend, I'd say shut the fuck up before this guy says something about your personal shit that you don't want out there because everybody doesn't have to fight fair and, and you can't dress up everything. I'm not saying Tony Khan's dirty at all. I'm just saying it, even if this guy wants to lie on him or spin something, my point is you don't want that heartache. Just because you got enemies or just because you don't like somebody don't mean you need to throw it in their face and you guys need to do battle. If I were him, I'd watch it. You know what I mean? Because when Vin, when that shit happens with Vince McMahon, a lot of dirty laundry comes out, and it's you know it's not good stuff <laughs> at all. So I would, especially being new to the game, you know, there might be something he might not be thinking about. He might be like, well, "I'm clean." Well, everybody ain't as clean as they think they are. You know, you might have done something back in college that seemed cool at the time. You know, like there's a lot of movies back at the you know uh, back in the day, like Revenge of the Nurse was super funny. That movie cannot get made today. Like, all of that shit was bad. Like, so much of it was bad, you know. Uh, but in, in living in those times, it was different. And, and I'm just saying, if I were him, I'd watch that type of stuff. But switch gears a little bit. Um, how are you feeling about the – and I know you were the, 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 uh, the guy who literally pushed this and asked this to uh, Tony Khan – how you feeling about uh, Scorpio Sky's uh, perceived new push out of, out of these vignettes? Oh, I, I enjoy it. And I know talking to Khan at uh, the press scrums and talking to other executives to, you know, on off the record, the, the big thing to me has been, it's been clear since January when they came back after that holiday break, Khan's taken more of a role in the long-term, short-term and medium-term in terms of booking. and. He didn't blow smoke up my butt when he said that he was going to spotlight folks that we didn't see coming. And Scorpio wasn't just a one-off. I think 
lost in that first few months of AEW. There were so many cooks in the kitchen. You had these ideas, but they just would go nowhere. He's putting his money where his mouth is with Scorpio. And I also know that uh, some of the wrestlers I mentioned to him and to Cody uh, are now getting spotlighted in terms of Sugar Dunkerton, in terms of the Emperor, in terms of uh, a big swole and, you know, guys like that, women like that. The more people of color, more and and, and I, I think in talking to Tony Khan, I, I really appreciate that it, he'd rather say black if it's black. If you're talking people of color, you know, yeah. growing up as a wrestling fan, when you look at him and his background, there were no role models in the WWE or NWA or AWA or anywhere, really. It was either you're a terrorist, you have a turban on your head, or it's just something disgusting. So bringing yeah. all people of color for me is the goal. But in terms of black men in the main scene, I'm just sick of 25, 30 years of seeing the same type of black guy get pushed in WWE. That when you have a guy like Sugar Dunkerton, who Jericho takes under his wing, calls him Pineapple Pete. And now I see Suge making money on pro wrestling tees with Pineapple Pete shirts. That's that's what I like. And I see a Scorpio Sky getting that opportunity. That's what I like. But not this like, hey, look what we did with Kofi. And then you have Kofi explaining why it was a good thing that Brock smoked him and gave him like five seconds in the rumble. And that was just the best way to handle him as a wrestler. That, that stuff burns my grits. Yeah. That, that, you know, it always gets problematic because um, I've, I, I had to ask myself, am I just making excuses for WWE or is it something very different with them? And uh, I thought I was just making excuses at first. And then I looked mm. at their long-term booking and I went, oh, I get it. Like, I, I get why shit is so lopsided all the time uh, and why things aren't in the places we want them to be and sometimes where they need to be. Now, here's the crazy part about it. They end up ultimately falling in the place they should have it should have ended up in the first place. It's just that they sloppily get there, you know? I think they mm -hmm. adapt very well after they fucked up, like it's extremely well. Take in a case in point, Seth Rollins after the mm -hmm. fame. They yeah. do that a lot. A lot. And I mean a ton. They usually don't fuck up quite that bad because this was monumental. They could have potentially ended Seth Rollins' career. You know, if he was up, if he was Maven, he would have been done. <laughs> he would have been yeah. done. You know what I mean? But but that, that speaks to the, the strength, the overall greatness of Seth Rollins. You know, like, and I mean, true, uh, true greatness, straight up, because his career should have been done, should have been over with, because he was getting it in real life and he was getting in kayfabe wise. So he should have been done, but the dude knows what he's doing, you know? And of course, they're going to paint it like, oh, we always meant to do it. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Looking, maybe they did. They can make an argument. I don't believe it, but they can make that argument, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I uh, I'm with you with with all of that. I see my my boy, uh, Sean Dean. Uh, I don't know if you you call his match with uh, against Sean Spears on Dark and against Jimmy yeah. Abbott on Dark, but uh, that's 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 a shot town homie. Like that's that's a school buddy. Like you know, I I know I actually know this guy. You know, it's, it's nuts to see that. You know, like, that's awesome. Uh, I had him on the show and we were talking about just different stuff here and there, and I told him I. 
told him, I said, you be an AEW. You're going to be an AEW because of your hard work. You're going to be there before you know it. And you're going to be there uh, with easily within a year's time. In less than a year, he's on dark. And, you know, you can see him in the crowd. He's one of the extras. You know, uh, actually, I think he grabbed Rick Baker or something like that. Jericho said he'll slap shit out of him or something crazy like that. I tried to instigate something on Twitter, but it, it didn't work. <laughs> but I called out Jericho for telling tell me to slap him and stuff like that. I told him to prove it in a ring. Jericho didn't bite, man. <laughs> Jericho didn't bite. I was hoping he bit. But, you know, I would like to see, I want to see my boy get squashed more. I know he got, you know, he got to take your L's, but I'm going to see him on, on Dynamite getting beat up by the exalted one. You know, Brody Lee. Like, I, I want to see that. Like, I want to see more people come out of nowhere. Like, that Kofi Kingston lookalike on SmackDown that got squashed against Sheamus, you know, like, who is that guy? Since he, straight up, just because he's black, he kind of stands out. I'm like, well, who is this? You know, he looks like Kofi yeah. Kingston in 2011. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I'm saying all that to say, uh, to ask your question, actually. Yeah. What do you think about Jinder Mahal coming back and stepping up to Drew as a contender down the line? I think that'd be great. I think that's a good story and depends on how they want to play it. If they really are all in on bringing gender back, they're not trying to hinder him. You know, all the fun <laughs> stuff we had with him. That's a great place to start because you're giving him a little love. You're giving him that opportunity to get back where he was on SmackDown before they killed him dead. And I like it. I, don't I like that idea. I don't know why he did that. I think it was observer bullshit. Observer really pissed me off with that. Because ratings are just numbers. And you don't always know. Like, there's no direct correlation sometimes with what you see. They say, oh, well, Jenna Mahal is the reason they got low numbers. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin is the reason Raw has low numbers. Is it or is it because something else is going on? And if you, you know, I could just pull up a bunch of things that make it look as if wrestling was just going down because of other reasons for one all sports are sliding in ratings all of them and they've been doing it for years now you know others some more than others like in the nba it's pretty much trash like people aren't watching that the way you would think they are you know like the nba is an nxt at this point or it is nxt but like my point being is that you you telling me a wednesday night game you know, or a Tuesday night game isn't is 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 viewed as an NXT game. Well, yeah. I mean NXT show. Well, yeah. So that's telling you all sports are just down, period. So to blame it on one person like they did with gender or bear Corbin, it's just, you could do it if you can support it, and that's what they do, but I it's kind of it's kind of bullshit at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I could pull any facts or stats to kind of support something else if I really wanted to. And I think, I think that really fucks up people's character. And, you know, as I do this show more and more, uh, and you've helped me a lot with this, you know, I don't want to say something that I can't take back about a talent, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I often think back to um, the things I said about Rick Baker. I don't think anything I said was out of line. I said I wouldn't build a company on this person. And that's fine. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm serious. Every single time I go to do a show, I say, did I say anything that I can't come back from? Was I respecting this young lady? Was I this? Was I that? You know, and that's very important because uh, even Bray Wyatt said, Bray Wyatt said something to the effect of, 
you know, those things affecting the performer's mental health and stuff. And I don't want to be the reason, I don't want anyone to be the reason, I don't want there to be a reason why people break down mentally, but, you know, we got to watch that. And I think people, not just at the Observer or the Torch or anywhere else, I think everybody's got to watch that. Like you say, hinder the gender, you know, like, but back to Jenna Mahal. Um, one, I love this character because one of the things he would do, he was a classic like 80s heel, you know, like you said, he was a, either you're a terrorist or something, you know, crazy. He would say, and now I want to speak to my people in my language. Mm-hmm. He was he was the only one that could actually do that. And that made a whole lot of sense to me. And I love his character, and that's one of the reasons why. Because Jinder Mahal could do that, you know, uh, and, and it's It'd be like if Jinder Mahal were in AEW doing that right now, people would probably hate it because they'd say, oh, you know, he's the classic 80s deal. But my point would be, man, they're pushing uh, someone different on top, someone with a completely different culture that we don't get a glimpse into a lot of the time, you know. So that's why I asked you the question about uh, Jinder Mahal, because I, I'm, I'm excited about seeing Jinder Mahal. He's really a good addition to, to stuff to me because... Sure, you could have given uh, AJ Styles the belt. However, oh, you could have given Shinsuke the belt. Actually, he was the guy at the top. Right. Had you given Shinsuke the top, had you given him the belt coming out of NXT, then you would have been setting a precedent that anyone that was a former champ out of NXT has to immediately come up and get the title. You know, like and and I didn't like the precedent that was setting. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm looking very, I'm very much looking forward to Scorpio Sky. Things of that nature. And who do you have as your favorite in the the respective tournaments? Uh, NXT's tournament with the cruiserweights and Cody. I mean, sorry, I gave that away. And uh, and the TNT tournament title tournament in AEW. Yeah, I, I I think you you like you said you have Cody and the Murder Hawk Lance Archer, and then on the other side, I, I think. They, they got two options with the cruiserweight. It's either going to be to me, uh, you go all the way and you give it to uh, Spud, uh, or you give it to uh, Swerve. I think it's a, one of those two. And then on the other side with AEW, I'm actually thinking, like you, you said, Cody, I think this is it. I think Cody beating... Lance Archer would be a big thing, but I think Archer might win with interference, but from NJF. And that kind of gives a little bit of the life to, because he said he's coming back next week and that's perfect setup Yeah, and gives him a, you know, keep that story going. Yeah, I, th- I think that makes, I think that makes sense. Uh, and I think that's where you go. If you have Cody lose, it has to be like that. Um, I have a problem with the. I, I already did a show like a couple of days ago where I didn't post it yet. I haven't posted it, but I'd already done a show where I spoke at length about my problems with their booking and how Cody's booked and how this tournament mm-hmm. been booked. I would have flipped it on his head. You know, um, I would have had Sammy and Dar- uh, Darby Allen in the finals because they're the future. I mean, why? Shit. Yeah. Darby <laughs> Allen, the damn title. Darby Allen has not beaten Cody in three times. So good luck trying to tell me he's the future later on. I'm just saying, just being real, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. the record of it. Sammy Guevara, he kind of loses, kind of a loser to me. Uh, I like Sammy Guevara a lot. And he has won 
some good matches, but <clears throat> he hasn't really won anything of consequence. So yeah, fuck him too. And then Cody. Cody's been protected, yet he never had his title. And he doesn't even have any legitimate losses on his record. He's never been pinned legitimately. Which is fun. But if you beat him, what does that do? If you beat him and you cheat, it's like, well, damn. But who looks best in the title? Lance Archer or Cody? I'm going to go with Oh no no! I was just laughing like like to your point. I was just no. You, you keep going. I got you. Yeah, it's just it's just. I, I don't know what they're going to do there, but like they kind of booked themselves into a corner. Like it's kind of like the Seth's fiend, not nearly as big, but like one of them, like you, you should probably put over the monster. You know, I know you got this baby face here you got to protect, but you built this monster that if he loses, what's the fucking point of him? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, well, okay, yeah, Lance Archer lost. What are you going to do with him now? It's like, well, he's going to get into this feud with what, Marco Stunt? Right. I had a severe issue with. Not Marco Stunt, because I think he looks great now. I don't think Brody Lee and Lance Archer look good because they picked on someone not their own size. I, hell, honestly, I would it would have been pretty cool if Lance Archer, if it was heel versus heel, and Lance Archer was like, I don't care about Brody Lee. He's a big dog on campus. And then, you know, have the minions or whatever come out and beat him or help Lance Archer lose, but, like, that's how you beat a monster, but anyway, I, I didn't rest with that. Uh, I, asked, I asked those questions because, um, you know, th- that is the future. These are the things that are going to be happening on television live, in front of fans. Uh, I, I wish I wish the tournament had been pushed back so that the fans would be there when this happened, but it looks as if they're going to be coming, the fans are going to be, like, right on the tail end of the tournaments, you know? Uh, and, and that's a good thing. Do you now? Do you think that WWE is actually going to have people back next week? Because they can. Do you think AEW and, and 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 WWE are doing that next week, or do you think they're going to wait until all their tapings are done and they start fresh? And and do you think they're going to advertise it at all? I think when they do actually have fans, they will advertise it, and I think it would be in their best interest to slow play that. I think WWE will have them first. I don't know about AEW, especially with your original point about the potential for hypocrisy. I think they should slow play it until... Like, if WWE does it phase one, if I'm AEW, even if it costs a little bit more in the long run, I'm waiting until phase three. Yeah. I, I I would probably, if I'm them, I'm doing it on the tail end of phase two and trying mm-hmm. to get away with it. I try to get away with it. I'm talking about some very, like, last week of phase two. You just kind of sneak something in there. What I would actually probably do, because they already take their stuff, right? Yeah. Just have a, a special event. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, you got talent on that. This is what you do. You just say, hey, who wants to be in here with a live audience? We're just going to do a special show. Like, NXT has worlds collide. This would be perfect for them right now, but they already did it. But 
you know, if they had to, if had they done, not done the worlds collide thing, they could be doing it right now, and it would be perfect just to test this stuff. And to be fair, you definitely would want to test it with people from all over just to see how good you are at it. Yep, you are running a huge risk. Guess what? This is what the fuck you signed up for or didn't sign up for if you didn't want to do it, which is great. And everybody, you know the craziest part about all of this? People online are acting as if, as if people are literally getting their arms twisted to do it. And I'm like, man, you know, one of the biggest stars in the company, arguably, very arguably, the biggest star in WWE refused to do it, you know, because of his health. And, you know, sure, they removed him from stuff. And I think that's a really good idea. You don't want people, you don't want that looming over people's head, the decision he made, you know, because they might just think about it more. Or you just might say they might not be all in on it. And to be fair, in this climate, I wouldn't be, but for different reasons. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's a good way to repackage them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he didn't yeah. even go over, like he he did so poorly in his sit down interview with Michael Cole. I would not have put him back on TV anyway. There was no fans, there was no distractions, no booze, and he sucked. And I was like, you serious? I, I was a little heartbroken over because I'm like, man, I'm like this guy can't even he can't even do it himself. Like, so let's just do it for him. Make him heal. Get him out of here. You know, and I don't miss him at all. But I would be missing him if he were a classic heel. You know, if he was an Adam Cole type mm-hmm. heel or the MJF type heel, which I think it should be a mixture of the two. Uh, I think if he if he channels his inner Adam, inner Adam Cole and MJF, he'd be all good. But my, my point is, um, it, it's it's really I wonder what's going to happen when you have access to more of your roster and who, because the, you know, the, 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 the things that have been going on, they've been able to get away with, but are we going to see the same pushes you think, Rich? I think so. And I think also there may be a little bit of a bonus push. So for the folks that did make those risks, especially for WWE, they're going to appreciate it. I know AEW specifically said you wouldn't have retaliation if you decided to stay home, but you see it's now like, with Roman deciding because of his uh, his cancer diagnoses to stay home, Braun Strowman has had his best opportunity in his career. Now, what yeah. he does with it, it's going to be up to him. But when everything gets back to normal, what Braun's going to have on the resume, former world champ, Vince has seen him with the belt, and that makes it infinitely easier to see him with it again. Yeah. And, and um, you know, in it's you know, we can say what we want about all the logistics of it all, but the, the bottom line is there was there was a person there to do a job, and he did it, and he's doing it well, and, and it mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. And he was, and this is this is what this is what I was talking about with the the how WWE always ends up where they should be anyway. <laughs> you know, uh, everything happens. Roman Reigns bows out, and Braun has always been there anyway, so Braun mm-hmm. gets the nod. So Braun is in the position that people would have him be in regardless. Same thing with Seth. When Roman walked away the last time, Seth was the guy who should have been there anyway, and he stepped right into that role. And Braun stepped right into that role. Here's my thing. From a business point of view, it doesn't actually matter why Roman Reigns wasn't there. But what I can tell you was he wasn't there. And from a business point of view, every time he's not there, the person who's supposed to be there and step into that place steps into that place. So that's exactly why I wouldn't keep him in that role. I mean, sometimes things are revealed to you in ways 
you wouldn't think they are. But I mean, we we're starting to maybe like like I was saying earlier with uh, the hygiene, and and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think about how nasty certain people are. You know, not not just wrestling fans, just period. Because if you yeah. just minus, if you just take wrestling away, these are just nasty people, right? So yeah. I don't I don't want to single them out, but for the sake of context, yeah, I'm gonna single them out. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> my, my, my point is, uh, man, you know, like it, it, it'd be, it, it's going to be very interesting going forward because it's, it's not that Roman Reigns is being penalized, you know, uh, but do you think he's being penalized or I don't know, where, where's your head at with that? Like, do you think he's going to suffer because of this or? Oh, I don't think my man's going to suffer. I th- and I don't think, I think to him, he's keeping it safe. I think to someone in that office, like not mentioning him during Make-A-Wish and kind of putting his stuff out there and not I mean, talking about him, it might be to them punishment, but not everybody. And for the folks yeah. stupid enough to think of that as punishment, they, <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. That's so funny to me because you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. It's kind of like, you know, I I know you talked about the Bears earlier and the Blackhawks. And, you know, you look at Chicago. Chicago didn't ex- uh, put out the fifth-year option on Mitch Trubisky, which to me is kind of like this. If they were to give him that fifth year, and now with the newest CBA, that would be a guaranteed fifth year, and he's still struggling, you're throwing bad money after good just to prove you were right. and. If you say, hey, we messed up, let's give uh, let's give this new guy, Foles, an opportunity and let these guys best man wins. Or if he does better and he plays better, that's great. With WWE, a lot of the time, they make these decisions without the backup being there or being clear. And then the backup, like you said, you know, someone gets hurt, someone else steps up. You can't always throw your eggs in one basket because when they did that with Roman – and they had the, what, two WrestleManias or three of the four WrestleManias where he was the main event. You force him down your throat, and then people hate him. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Just, oh, yeah, I was just saying, you force you force him down your throat, and then people are going to hate him, and the very thing you were trying to avoid, you've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's why I say it's going to be really interesting, because the people who are are where they are should pretty much be i know it's a lot of certain it's circumstance i get that but like austin theory is a guy that's on the main roster right now is this where he should be well shit he's pretty good probably you know like um how are you going to integrate how they integrate different things is um it's also going to be about business and so so it, it all ties into all the cuts they made you know because they could they didn't have places for these people they were um not i don't want to i'm not gonna use that word <laughs> i'm not, not gonna use that word started with an e i'm not gonna use it uh-huh. uh they weren't uh no I, I was gonna say not essential but yeah. no uh but they took to, to what wwe was doing in terms of storyline not period but you know whatever uh my point is now whoever they work in now uh, like they got Drew. Drew's the face of the company right now. You know, it's Drew. Drew McIntyre. I think that's great. I think he should be the face. Um, and they're gonna run with him. 
But everyone else, everyone else, all the supporting cast is it are you know even with the the pushes that people had like AJ Styles, you know, uh, even with all the the other pushes that people were getting, it's going to be interesting to see which one WWE goes with. Like, do you push AJ Styles or do you keep Andrade where he is? Do you push this guy? Do you put you know like you said? Do you push? Do you you know, uh, whoever thinks Roman was being punished that's, or, or think that was punishment, that's ridiculous. Because he's going to come back. He's going to come back at the top. But is he in that exact same spot? You know, like, I uh, I think, for, for instance, for instance, Apollo Crews. When was the last time he was relevant? That's a trick question. He never was. But, mm-hmm. but, but that's the funny part about it. Now he is. Because my, my, my thinking is, MVP, he's going to come back from this, his injury and, as a heel. And they've been teasing mm-hmm. that MVP is going to be his heel manager, you know? They've been pushing that. And they they did that with Titus a little bit. They've, sh- uh, they've always shown this spark, this fiery side of Apollo Crews, you know? And I like it because it's paired with the smile. He'll still, like, he slapped the shit out of Andrade. And he was still smiling yeah. at him. I like that. He, he gained all that respect for me. And I think they did that, that leg injury so that they could bring him back. Um, so that, that's interesting because now we got another person of color he's going to be paired with another person of color but now Apollo Crews has a spot that that probably AJ is going to that AJ was supposed to have so does AJ get that spot like it's crazy all these chess pieces like what, uh, just give me your perspective on, on just the chess pieces they have to move and where did, where where you know you don't have the fantasy where they might be moving to do we see like a, a a roster change or something like that, like for AJ, like is he back on SmackDown? The house that AJ Styles built, like you just give me your insights to that. Sure, I think the way it looks to me, they might need to move some people around, and as it gets closer to football season, in a traditional year, that would be the best time to do it. I think with this time, the way ratings are going and the way they've kind of made some pretty solid changes on the fly, that might be the best bet. And I think if they do that and you give AJ that that opportunity, you kind of get him out of Seth's hair because he's not going to turn face anytime soon. And Seth is doing a decent job with the Monday Night Messiah stuff. So let Raw be his. AJ comes back to SmackDown. And you have somebody that can feud with Braun. You have someone that can work with uh, some of those other guys. And unless they were thinking of sticking him in a tag team, you re- which would be a waste of his talents, to be honest. He can feud with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I don't know about a waste. It's kind of, it's, it's really difficult to say that a top-tier talent is wasted in a tag team. I do get what you're saying, but it's so difficult to say that because you get – we got uh, uh, The Bar, which was mm-hmm. – I hated them at first. I hated the idea of them, not both of them. Like, separately, I, I liked them. I hated the idea of them being together because, of, you know, as you said, uh, the waste of talent. But then as they worked together, I was like, well, damn, this is, at the time, was the best use of their talent. You know, I think Cesaro should have, he should be on his own. Um, I understand they don't want him to be for whatever reason. But, man, you know, my, my point is, I don't think AJ would be bad in a tag team, but I do understand what you're saying. Uh, I, I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, I think Ricochet and uh, Cedric Alexander, are pretty good tag. They're, they're really good tag team, actually. Um, yeah. 
And that's that's why you make those moves to get the best out of what you got. Um, and I think they're de- definitely doing that. And um, to, to people who, uh, and, and shout out to Jeff, <laughs> Jeff versus the world, go look, take a listen to that podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jeff is a big Ricochet fan. And I told him, I assured him, I said, man, they're not burying him. He was U.S. champ and all that stuff. And at the time he was. And now he's in a tag team. See, I almost said stuck in a tag team. But like, mm-hmm. I, don't think that's, I don't think that's fair to say. But I get what you're saying. Uh, it all yeah. it all depends on how it how it pans out because I don't think the Miz and Morrison are being I don't think they're stuck I think they're doing great work together and there's only yeah. so many solo spots for singles competition but uh, anyway um, I, I'm I'm just interested to see how all of that plays out with Ricochet and Cedric Alexander because Ricochet if you recall in Lucha Underground mm-hmm. had a mask on and he didn't say shit to anybody. Now, we say, oh, man, he's a top talent. Why aren't you pushing him? Well, WWE is a very different brand than the indies and everything else. And I wouldn't say it's unfair, but you're not just a physical performer. You got to have something to say. You better see it very well, and it better resonate with people. Whether that's fair or not, it's a different environment. You know, you're a superstar. When they say superstar, it's not color and just just the immediate push the push against your pro wrestling uh, how does that how does ricochet uh, yeah i think that's it's really helpful for both of them like you said i think ricochet kind of the wwe's issue i think he would be in a lot better place if it was him being more authentic with what he's saying when he's saying it, because he had that like almost a year where everything had to be, I'm a superhero, I'm a superhero, I'm a superhero. And that just got old so quick. Like any goodwill you had toward him, like, listen, brother, like, nah, just, just say less. And so now (laughs) they're letting him and Cedric kind of talk in the back to each other instead of doing those promos. And I think it helps him. And I think just to be honest, like you said, just like with the bar, them in the ring together is so dynamic. It gives them both a little bit of a rub. Now, I thought if they wanted to be smart with it, I don't want to stick all the black folk together, but they either could have put him with Zelina with her Los Ingobernables yeah. remix, or they could have put him with uh, Stokely Hathaway. And instead of uh, the fake AOP version two, He's yes. dealing with an NXT. 
because that would have been better. That would have been so I'm much fun. I'm with you on that. Uh, and there's still there's still time to do that. And I think you can shuffle some things really well. So if you want to, you can shuffle uh, Austin Theory out of that. You know, you just yeah. you can just shuffle things around if you want. You can shuffle Austin Theory out of that, and you can shuffle those two into it. But you can say, I want a real tag team. You can get you can get rid of Angel Garza because uh, he's he's good on his own. He doesn't need uh, Zelina Vega at all. I think he really needs to. Um, <clears throat> they need to just stop that because he, he. I think that's where he he's being hindered there. If he's coming out and he's not saying much, he's saying little things afterwards. It's like no, get Angel Garza out of there and Austin Theory and let them do their own thing, right? And uh, yeah, you can put that tag team with Zelina Vega, and you 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 can have them really do some good work with her, you know. And she could be their yeah. mouthpiece to see how that works. I think if you took Ricochet like that and you just put Zelina Vega right next to uh, right next to him, he's a star. I think he is. Like Andrade is. The problem with Andrade, he's trying. He tries to say stuff. You know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's horrible. Most of the time, it's sometimes it's actually great. The yeah. it really resonates. But so. Um, I'm gonna try to wrap it up for you. Uh, how you get on? How good are you on time? Yeah, I probably got another ten minutes before my wife and son get home, and I gotta get ready for show number two. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. And, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you out a little bit early, and uh, you know, uh, just you know, just get your final thoughts on where we're gonna be come football season, because that's I think that's. Like you were saying, you know, the NFL released their schedule. And I think that's where everybody's looking because pro, pro wrestling isn't the top dog. It's the only game in town right now, but they're not the top dog. So and then, well, I wish I hadn't said top dog, like <laughs> big dog. Not the big dog, but uh, no. But what I mean is that's the bar. That's the real juggernaut people are looking at. And they're looking at what they do. So, where are you? Where's your focus? And what are your estimations, your projections as far as what pro wrestling will be come football, come uh, Monday night football time? Well, I think by the time we get to football, there's going to be a couple of uh, there are going to be a couple of things that pop up to me. One. You're, you're clearly seeing a lot of folks who want to get back to normalcy maybe sooner than is appropriate. And so when you look at that with football, the NFL just had their draft last weekend, and it was a salute to itself. Like you say, the NFL is a heel. I think they did the best job of selling themselves like the Randy ratio. Uh, not Randy. Not Randy. Uh, Triple Randy H? Moss. I'm talking about Randy Orton where like they did RNN and it was a salute to awful Paul all the time. And so when you yeah. get to the NFL, they're going to do stuff that the WWE can't like, they're going to passive aggressively entice their fans to come back. They're going to, you know, tout how safe and secure their stadia are. And I think that's going to be a scumbaggy thing. That's going to be really weird. And I think because of that, the ratings are going to be through the roof because right now as a, as a matter of course, a lot of the colleges are exploring spring as an option for football because yeah, uh, trying to put college students on campus, like you can't play the game the NFL can. It was like, we're professionals. 
you can't have a college that has limited access to its students and say, well, the student athletes can be cannon fodder. So, I mean, you could do it, but you can't say it out loud. And then this is that rubber meets the road <laughs> moment. Yeah. Where they can't say it out loud. So it's really like, interesting. They, they could do it, but like they can't say it. And they they kind of want to. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm doing it. No, no. You're, and I like a lot of coaches like a Herm Edwards who came from the NFL, went to college, and he has enough money and he has enough clout where he can say stuff that some of these other psychopaths like Dabo Swinney can't or have the stomach to, where it's like, hey, I don't think it's smart if we're telling all students to stay home for our players to play. Whereas Dabo Swinney's like, well, Jesus told me we're going to play on Tuesday, y'all. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I uh, I think um, pro uh, I think pro wrestling better do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a look they've got they've got shit they've got a ton of faith in themselves right I mean like yeah. I said they got a seat at the table but don't forget that uh, and I, I, I say that to like AEW and WWE and anybody else out there doing it because you want to be remembered as the people who's the, the companies that the, the industry that led um, to, to things getting back to the way to some semblance of the way they were and you did it the right way. Cause I, I think they are as far as you can, right. It's happening. And mm-hmm. was a guy in WWE that got a coronavirus and well, haven't heard of anything else. I mean, sure. They could have swept it on the rug, but my point is they, if there really was just that one and that was it, we, we like months from that, or at least a month from that, like that's, that, that's pretty damn good the point is not to have any but you know it's not going to be perfect it's going to be imperfect the entire way i think that's i think that's great i i really want aew to i know i know i know if they do it they're going to be hypocrites but uh but you know i also err on the side of business and what's best for business they're part of a pro wrestling industry and they need to look at their bottom line as a business the business is an entity Nobody likes that. Nobody agrees with that shit, but those are the facts. And as a business, I think they need to go ahead and let some fans in. I, I, I think fans are just going to have to eat it. Yes, I am going to say they are hypocrites for doing it. But I, I, I am also going to say I completely understand them doing it, and they absolutely should. So what, you're a fucking hypocrite. We just talked about how, how the NFL gave, gave themselves the... Uh, the 25-year uh, Triple H thing, you know, but at least Triple H spoofed himself, and it was a parody of that, you know. The NFL mm-hmm. just went in glorified, just jerked themselves off on national TV during the entire draft, you know, especially Roger Goodell. You know, like, he, he, had a, he had a fucking wardrobe change in it. Like, I know all he did was take off his blazer, but, but I was like, is it an award show? Like, you, you, you're doing a, you know, you loosened your, your uh, bow tie so you can have a relaxed demeanor. You know, I, it, was, it was it was crazy seeing all of that unfold. So I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, I'm I'm looking at things being as Triple H would say, best for business, and um, that's not how you want to that's not how you want to run society. But at this point, that's that is what's happening. And if they're gonna do what's best for business, I actually want them. To, I absolutely want them to do what's best for business. I can I can easily see. Uh, the NFL fucking things up 
just because they don't care. They don't. And they got, you know, they got billions too. They're a billion dollar industry alone. You know, uh, and they could fuck up whatever they want and just tell you, shut up, Rich. We don't care. You know, or not even address you. They they didn't they wouldn't even address concussions for the longest. They didn't even give a shit. You know, uh, they're they're far more evil than the WWE has been as a company, if you really look at them. Because if something happens in WWE, like you were saying earlier, they're they're a much smaller entity. So, you know, that that's that's different. They have to react to that. Because if they don't, they could be in some serious trouble. NFL, large-scale, straight-up corruption of that sort. And they didn't do shit for a long time. And they say, oh, we got a uh, concussion protocol. I'm saying all this to say is, uh, if they mess up with any of these guidelines, how much trouble are they really going to get in? So I don't. I think pro wrestling is going to look better than the NFL. And if they don't, they're going to look better in the NFL anyway because they set the standard for it. Uh, yeah, I wasn't on board with what you said at first, but that the mm-hmm. NFL gets more trouble. But now that I look at it, yes, because they will be the second sports industry to get involved and to start doing things. So since pro wrestling is on the same at the same table and they set the table for you, if you go and fuck it up, everybody's going to be looking at you. Yeah. Absolutely. So any, 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 any final, final thoughts, Rich? No, I mean, I mean, I thought this was a really good discussion. Thank you for having me. I should have said that to start uh, for this conversation, sports in general. Uh, I, I think really the big thing, being safe, being smart, and, and if you're going to make money, just make it in a way that you're going to not feel like a scumbag later. That's all I ask. I'm not trying to ask people to take money out their kids' mouths or kill their companies, but I am asking them to be smart enough to put themselves uh, so other people don't have to take a bullet for them. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with that, and I think I, I, I wouldn't be with that if I didn't think that that was actually what they're doing. I've been really impressed with uh, and I've, I've even, you know, I listen to a lot of Wade uh, and what he says, and, you know, he, you know he's researched this stuff at length and spoken to people. I've been pretty impressed with uh, how they've handled stuff and how they swap people out and rosters and things like that. Both AEW and WWE. I mean, I've been impressed with it. I mean, sure, it's pretty simple, but like it can be hard for people to stick to such guidelines. And it only takes one guy or girl to gal, whatever, to mess it all up. You know what I mean? So I'm largely impressed with that, man. And I think if they continue to do that, then, you know, you don't have to worry about you know, uh, you can look at yourself in the mirror, like you're saying. I, I, I think they can look at themselves in the mirror right now. I think that's okay. Uh, as, as much as we would like it to be different, I think they're still in a position where they can look at themselves in the mirror and go home and say, we're doing the best we can. And uh, we're, we're not just doing it to keep money in our pockets. You know, we're doing it for other reasons. Sure, we want to keep money in our pockets. I think they won't end up being scumbags. But with, with all of that said, uh, Rich, I need you to say those magic words for me. It's your first time being on the show, and you don't know what those words are. But uh, I need you to say, this is Sporticus, and you have been sports entertained. And don't mess it up, because I'm not going to cut out this. I'm not going to cut it out. I'm not going to edit it. All right, I'm ready. This is Sporticus, and you've been sports entertained. Ah, good. (laughs) Not everybody gets it on the first try. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>